Thanks for tuning in to Entertainment News Break on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash lgrnetwork. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everybody. Tracks like who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year. It's a new me, never gonna look back. Never gonna look back. Cause damn, I was built to last. You move slow and I move fast. And that's facts. Only I can make a change. Slowly take a step today. I will never be the same. Cause that's what it takes. Sorry, my bad. My mic is <laughs> muted. How you doing, oh, man? I'm doing good. What's good is good, everybody. Welcome to the Entertainment News Break. I am your temporary co temporary host with my main man Dagan tonight. Uh, Justin, I believe, is ha- taking a little vacation. Dagan, Things yeah, something like that. Spending some time with the family, you know. Exactly. You know, uh, somebody came down to visit him a while ago. Yeah. So, you know, he he ha- he has so he has time to go visit that special someone and if you have that special someone you should go visit them too but absolutely i do not currently have a special someone uh on the market ladies um uh, but yeah, uh, a, lot, yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of other folks do and uh yeah uh good to see uh everybody spending time together that's yeah. able to so exactly. hug your loved you ones should, in general you, you should you should you should watch the show with your significant other or loved ones yes you do that yes, you should yeah, but Dagan, before we get into the entertainment and we're in the news breaking, we actually yeah. have a big announcement. We made the announcement last night on Good Friends, Better Rivals. We had a little, uh, have an announcement video on the channel, uh, but we're going to make an announcement here again. So starting, so this Thursday, we are premiering our very first show on our new sports channel. So Thursday, 3 p.m., is the debut of our interview with six times New York selling best author Jeff Perlman. He's written a, a myriad of books like Boys Will Be Boys, uh, The Bad Guys Won, Showtime, which became the TV show Winning Time on HBO Max, entertainment tie-in, by the way, um, as well as his newest book, you know, a book about a subject close to Justin's heart. It's called The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Story of Bo Jackson. It's com- it came out today. The pre-order should be coming out today, the 25th, and our interview will be tomorrow. Oh, no, no, Thursday at 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock Eastern from a homie Dagan, 5 o'clock Central from a homie Adelia, you know, even Mountain Time, 4 o'clock for you people. So, so there's that. We have a new channel for all our sports content. So as well as Good Friends, Better Rivals, Fantasy Football Roundup, there is it right there, um, Playoff Beards, The Rally, And starting 11, the back catalog of the rally, starting 11 and playoff beard will be uploaded into that channel. So the the, um, the hit point to have everything uploaded onto that channel is by mid-November due to the fact that our editor, our wonderful editor, Danny, at this moment is indisposed. So we have to wait for him to come back so so we can fully fix everything. Also spending time with his significant other. Also spending time with his significant other, yes. So so by mid-November, everything... Everything sports related that was on the Let's Get Ready Network will be on that channel. Uh, the Let's Get Ready, the Let's Get Ready Network, the highlights. So you know, go tell everyone to subscribe. We're gonna pin, we pin that comment 
on the Good Friends Better Rivals uh, episode last night. We have our we pinned it in our announcement video that we posted on this channel. So make sure you know share that link with everybody. Share that link, you know, subscribe, you know, your mama, your daddy, your grandpappy, your grandmammy, your brother, your sister, your side piece, your side piece, your side piece, your side piece to the side piece. So just share the link. So by mid-November, all our sports content will be over there. Betting the NFL, playoff, uh, fantasy football roundup, um, good friends, better rivals, playoff beards with Dagan and Adelia, starting 11 with Snark and Adelia, as well as the rally when it comes back. That back catalog of those videos who used to be Patreon exclusive videos are now going to be on that channel, right? And then starting yeah, also, Australian, yeah. the Australian Open coming up in like January, February. So you'll get to see... Mm -hmm. Coverage of that now live, and that'll be on the new channel. Exactly. So, Me freaking stuff. out, you know, like I always do when I find out Ralph and the Dollars. Making new revelations right? about tennis. Yeah, yeah new revelations <laughs> about tennis. You'll see me freaking out and stuff. So, yes, by mid-November, everything will be uploaded to that new channel. So make sure you share that's, that just share that link because we want to boost the algorithm. You know, we want to make everyone, make the sports, you know, thrive in one lane. And the entertainment thriving on the link. Don't still stay subscribed to this channel because you're going to get some good entertainment content because this is now the entertainment channel and, and then we have the sports channel. Both yeah. channels, they're together. This like show, not yes. going anywhere. Blokes of Wrestling, anywhere. not going anywhere. Yeah. All the entertainment stuff, all the movie reviews, TV reviews, uh, pro wrestling stuff, all that's mm -hmm. going to still be on this channel. It's just all the sports stuff. Yeah, we move to the new channel. We'll, we'll, we'll be moving it gradually. We have certain shows are still airing on the OG channel, like Good Friends, Better Rivals, Betting the NFL, and the Fantasy Football Roundup. But by mid-November, we're gonna make a full, full right. transition. We're going little by little transitions. You know, trying to you know ease it out. But the idea is to get the old shows up before we start doing the new shows over there. So, like, if you want to watch Good Friends, Better Rivals from episode one of that show, you can go back and do that, and then lead up. To mm -hmm. when we'll be starting to do that show live over exactly, there. but we're opening the channel, the new channel, this Thursday, three o'clock with our Jeff Perlman interview, three o'clock Pacific. Part of that one. Yep, three o'clock Pacific, six o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Central. Be there. Be there and witness greatness. But witness history, YouTube history. history here. YouTube history, exactly. <laughs> but on that note, Dagan, let's break some yes. news. Let's break some let's news. Let's kick it off. Break we got news. the entertainment news break here. Uh, we'll start with the box office, which we always do. Um, actually, before we do that, if you guys want to call into the show, we got our producer standing by. 818-269-7691 is the phone number. So if you want mm -hmm. to call us with any topics that you have about any of the, the movie news or TV news or any of that good stuff, uh, make sure to do that. But, yes, kicking things off with the box office, uh, Ferris. Uh, to nobody's surprise, Black Adam absolutely raking it in. Mm -hmm. uh, well over $100 million for this movie. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I think, one of uh, one of the real movie stars. You know, like one of those guys that pretty much every movie that comes out with this guy in it is going to make a lot of money. And, you know, especially a movie in the DC Universe with superheroes. So um, I don't think any surprise that... Black Adam sort of dominated the way it did. Um, but I haven't seen this yet. Uh, I did have it spoiled for me. <laughs> Thanks, Internet. I did. Uh, I did, too. Yeah, it's like it, Saturday. People were throwing the end credits spoilers out there. It was like, the guys, rock, the rock it's Saturday. 
The Rock like, spoiled it for me. <laughs> the movie just came out. Some of us can't see it right away. And everybody's talking about it online. I don't know if if that's partially uh, on me for going on the internet. Uh, but, you know, it mostly is. Uh, however, I think maybe like a week or so and giving it breathing room time before they started revealing big things like The Rock going out there. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to that news as well. But um, obviously not enough to keep people away from, from seeing this movie. Um, I, I'm trying to... Um, furiously pull up the actual the, the full numbers here i thought it was, it was 67 the one. million dollars for the weekend there we go so that's a massive massive number yes. uh it seemed like there for for a bit that the box office on me and justin talked about it for weeks it was like you know they were having to rely on like avatar being re-released and spider-man being re-released and like all these re-releases there was like nothing new in the theaters and i kept saying like oh yeah it's not going to be until like the late fall, early winter until we get Black Adam. That'll be the next big blockbuster. And then we got uh, Black Panther coming up in a couple weeks. So um, now is, I think, when we're starting to get to the meat of the sort of the end of the blockbuster season and the beginning of like the Oscar bait movies, really. So, um, yeah, uh, 143 million globally, globally uh, opening for um, for Black Adam. So, yeah, not, not a huge surprise there that it did so well. Um, Rock a big box office draw, as he was even with WWE. This guy has always been a box office draw. So, um, especially with a big movie like this, with a big thing that happens at the end, which again we'll talk about here in a minute. But um, yeah, any other thoughts on the box office there, Ferris? Um, horror is taking over. Um, horror films right. are making good money. Um, Terrifier two made a, some a good money. Smile made another eight and a half million. Still in now, there. Yes, yeah, yeah. in there. They're their third this weekend, uh, which brings up their overall total to $84 million. Wow. That's yeah. really so, good for that yeah. kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it makes sense. This is October. We're in quote unquote spooky season. Mm-hmm. Still got, you know, another week left of that. So I think these horror movies That's are going to be domestic, do though. That's domestic. Very $84 well. million domestic. Uh, this is still pretty good. Yeah. Still yeah. pretty good. Which is, what which is, you know, what's wild to me. Um, made more, made more money than Halloween ends. I was just going to say, Halloween ends, more. disappointing. 30 million, 30 million more to be exact. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing that a little movie like that can dethrone one of the this the horror franchises that's been around since the 70s. Yeah. One of the OGs, you know. Terrifier 2 has made 5 million a domestic. So there's that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't really surprise me. I, I think uh, Halloween ends doing as poor as it did is a is a evidence of the quality of the movie itself. Um, but uh, it definitely is a, is a good time for horror movies. And I think recently, like even even during the pandemic, when maybe not as many people are going out to the movies, even still, like there there was there's a lot of success for these little like indie kind of almost lower budget horror movies and it's just uh it's, it's pretty cool to see it's a good good nice little uh renaissance for yeah, horror because thing. well no well it's always horror's always been like this dagan right they make a movie for 50 grand they make 100 million you know what i mean they make a movie sure. for 20 grand make 10 million you know what i mean like paranormal activity was made for 17 yeah. 17 Blair Witch project yeah like Blair Witch was like five thousand dollars yeah right? and then boom $100 ten thousand dollars it makes like a hundred thousand dollars its first opening weekend yeah like and then it, it, 10 yeah. times is its money like the paranormal activity, let me let me double check. Let me double check the the. I want to make sure how much the first one made because 
We had a good amount under oh right. seven. The first one was in 07. All right, so it was made overall. The budget was fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars. The budget. It made a hundred and ninety-three million dollars. That's nuts. I think and I think that's a good return on investment. Too. Yeah, like, and then it and, became and a franchise. And think about that too, and how much those sequels. I mean, they might have cost a little bit more. They might have put some more effects in there, but they were still probably number around the same was, budget. So yeah, number three, no, number two was three million. Yeah, so like a little bit more. Yeah, and number so three was five million, million but number but, five made number five made over two hundred million dollars. Yeah, so they you're just printing money at this point with with the Paranormal Activity mm -hmm. franchise. Yeah, literally, like literally, like <laughs> it's it's insane, bro. It's, it's like. Nuts. It's wild to see. It's literally wild to see. The, it really is. The the ghost dimension was the the most expensive one at ten million dollars. It's also the one that made the least amount of money, but it made seventy eight million dollars. Still a lot. Yeah. yeah. Shout, shout out to yeah. the chat. Shout out to Matt Adelia and shout out to Lunch Break Hot Take. Shout out to them. What's going on, guys? Uh, have a wonderful night. Feel free to call that number on the bottom of your screen if you'd like to get in on the conversation. Yeah, call here. that number. Get into that. Uh, sorry, but, Dagan, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, you know, no, it's all I'm good, man. Here. I'm new here. I, I, I got you. I got you. Let's, let's move on. We got, uh, uh our reoccurring segment here now on the show. We got a, a, a couple different corners. We might have to invent corners as we go here, mm -hmm. but our first corner is the DC corner. And there was some, some big breaking news. Yes. Tonight. Uh, sorry. Tonight. Tonight by accident. Yes. Um, uh, thank you tonight, Adelia. Um, but yeah, big, big. Breaking news today, you know, Justin went on his his rant a few weeks ago, pitching his case to be the new head of DC and yep. steer steer the franchise in the in the mm -hmm. right direction. But mm -hmm. uh, I think I think they looked at yep. his audition tape and man, went, man, that that beard is nice, but we need a beard that has a little bit more white in there and somebody with yep. uh, experience and somebody that's mm -hmm. proven mm -hmm. themselves with with uh, Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy. And of course, that man is James Gunn. Both him and Peter Safran have been appointed uh, by, this is, of course, the Hollywood Reporter with the big report here today. Uh, they will report to David Z Zaslav, Zaslav uh, and assume the title of co-chairs and co-CEOs of DC Studios, basically fronting the film, TV, and animation division. So... Reports there for a while that DC, that Warner Brothers was in the hunt for somebody to like really spearhead it, kind of be their Kevin Feige. Mm -hmm. And um, here you go. The hierarchy of power in the DC universe is really changing. Uh, in a stunning turn of events, filmmaker James Gunn and producer Peter Safran have been tapped to uh, lead DC's film, TV, and animation efforts. And uh, a new it's a newly formed division at Warner Brothers that will replace DC Films. So that's another big thing there. The unprecedented move in which a top director will assume a top executive post marks the end of a months-long search by Warner Brothers to replace DC film boss Walter Hamada, who departed the studio last week. They hired a guy, then he departed. Uh, the search had all Hollywood guessing and playing executive bingo for who would land one of the most coveted and challenging jobs in town. Uh, as the report goes on here, uh, these are the two guys that they have picked to sort of, you know, take this on. And unprecedented i think for sure to have somebody like james gunn who's known for directing writing and directing but now to like basically be a ceo of this massive you know corporate entity uh known as the dc universe so 
yeah, I think this is this is pretty insane news. I think a lot of people were, are surprised by this, and I, I would I would include myself in that. I, this is not the guy I would have thought they would have um, went with. Yeah, James Gunn. I'm very off. interested. Yeah, I'm very interested to see where he takes it because again, James Gunn is a uh, my way, in my way only type of guy. Like he right. does stories his way. Like you yes. may like them, you may not like them, but he did them his way. You know, yeah. you know, and it's also it's very he's very like quirky and a lot of humor, a lot of like lighthearted tone. So mm-hmm. you would think maybe that most of these projects are going to start going in that kind of direction, like the Suicide Squad. Um, given that's a far turn from where we were maybe a few years ago with Zack Snyder, you know, this dark, grim DC universe that's very like mm-hmm. gritty and kind of brooding and everything. And I think that. DC has learned that maybe that was not the way to go. You know, the, the DC, the Snyder cut aside, all that nonsense that went mm-hmm. down. I feel like with the reception of the Suicide Squad, which I personally was not like a huge fan of, but I know a lot yeah, of people love that movie. And I, I think it's, I think that they just need to like start mapping things out and having a bit of consistency, you know, because mm-hmm. that, that was mm-hmm. always the problem for me. I think with DC was that it, it just felt very, choppy and jumbled and that they were just trying to copy marvel at times and oh now we gotta well we have now have batman fight superman and justice league and like all this stuff and i think maybe this is a way for them to focus the the movies a little bit more and you start you, you certainly still have different universes at play you got matt reeves batman you got all the animation stuff um you got like whatever's going on with the dc eu you know, whatever's going on with the Joker, like the Todd Phillips Joker universe. So there's a lot of different, you know, it's not like the MCU where it's all just one big universe, but I still think that like maybe they can start to focus these different universes. Here's, here's the thing. You know what I like about DC? That's what I like about DC. They made these other offshoot offshoot movies, right? They made these other offshoot movies and they never kind of constricted the people into a universe or like the Marvel does. Marvel has a plan in the universe. They have a plan, you know, and if a certain director doesn't want to obey by that plan, they get fired. Scott Derrickson for one. Uh, and a lot of a lot, people forget Marvel's fired a lot of directors who creative differences is what they call them. That's happened a lot. DC's like, yeah, we can make a movie here. like Star Wars with Lucasfilm and Kathleen yeah. Kennedy. It yeah, still yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. It still happens. So like, yeah, yeah well, like, you know, what I like about DC is like, they have a, they, they trust the audience to be like, you're not an idiot. If we tell you this movie is not in this universe, you'll know this movie is not in this universe. You know, and Matt I, Reeves, you know, Batman, different universe. Different, it's they, easily established. They, we know Matt that Reeves, going in. Yeah, Matt Reeves yeah. literally tells us this movie is not connected to any other movies. This is it's an isolated movie. You know, right. and you know he and and you know what people did? They knew what the hell it was, great. and they never were like. Good. And they were like, "Oh man, when's 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 Henry Cavill going to show up, man? Where's where's Jason Momoa? Like, where he at? Like, no, no one, no one, no one said that. No one cared. Because here's the thing, um, you know, you know, people talk about you know Marvel's um, quantum dimensions or multiple dimension thingy, the multiverse, multiverse yeah. thing. Um, you know who created the multiverse before Marvel? DC in the comics, they created the, the Flash. Yeah, no, the yeah, the else, the else worlds, or the el the else worlds." trilogy or thing they had they have they have a they kind of have like a a reset button or like a, a, a like kind of like a okay matt reeves batman is in on this planet and our storylines on this planet 
You know what I mean? They can do that. And that's fine because we're not dumb. We know what's going on. You know, like, and that's the problem. Like, don't treat your audience like it's dumb. Exactly. Don't like, don't treat us like we don't know what the hell's going on. If you're telling us Joker is not a part of this universe, we're going to be like, got you. It's not a part of that universe. If you're telling me, oh, yeah, Batman's not a part of this universe, I'm like, cool, Batman's not. You can make your offshoot movies. You know, you, you can, make, and I'm fine with that. And then you can have your movies that are built in the universe if you want one. That's cool for you. If you want that, cool. But the Suicide Squad is not connected to anything. The Suicide Squad. James Gunn says, what universe is it in? I have no idea. I don't care. I don't give a damn. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what's crazy? It was awesome. It was awesome. Like literally, dude, they made me care, they made me care about Rick Flag. You know, Joe <laughs> Kinnaman in the first Suicide Squad, I was like, somebody kill him already. I don't care about this guy. <laughs> like, what, what, what is this? James Gunn was like, I'm gonna make you cool. And he made them more comic accurate. His yellow shirt. Man, gave him that little cool side. And then him and Peacemaker fought. And then that line where he said, Peacemaker, what a joke. Great line. And that little line set up a TV series. And you know what? Love the T-series. I think James Gunn has the right idea. Yeah. I think you exactly. make a good point there. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. They try to create a universe, and then they stop creating a universe. Don't create a universe. The, uh, Lunch Break Hot Take says, the problem with DC is that they keep flirting with building a universe, and they keep switching it up. Y- you're right. Don't do it. Just keep to make movies. Because let's say, like, DC Just makes a bunch of movies. Give me a good movie. This is what I always say, Ferris. Give me a good movie. And with good, care. well-written characters that I can care about, and I'll be happy at the end of the day. I don't care if it's no, connected to a universe. It's not I don't that care hard. About that. It's very simple. Just give me a good story with good characters that I can mm-hmm. relate to. Yeah. That's it. That's all I ask. <laughs> so, like, no, no, here's the thing, because DC's like, yo, man, we got to create a universe. They want a universe. No, we don't. We don't want a universe. Marvel makes us have the universe. They make us like, this is the universe. And we're like, fine, that's the universe. You know, not whatever. everything has to be this connected universe. Yeah, exactly. That was, we don't, that was where they went wrong with like the dark universe. Remember, they were going to bring in all these monster movies and tie them all together. And it's like, no, we don't need fucking Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde to tie in with the mummy and with Frankenstein. Like, mm-hmm. not everything has to be. Give me a good mummy movie first. And they didn't they didn't do that, you know, so. Well, you yeah. know, there was a there was a great mummy movie. It was with Brendan Fraser, but then it was with Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I mean, or that, that movie. That movie is amazing. Those are some good movies. I think that's what people... Brendan Fraser. Love you. I haven't seen the the terrible remake with Tom Cruise, but uh, I think... That famous photo? You ever seen that famous photo, Dagan? Oh, yeah. Where they're all photoshopped Uh, in? Oh, man. No, not photoshopped in. It was an an actual photo shoot. It was. However, none of the actors were all in the same room. Really? They all took photos individually, and they all got photoshopped in together. Wow. Yeah. Fun fact. But what a, of, I, I think, what a bunch of egomaniacs. I think that those that the, they're too busy trying to build a universe and not focus on uh, making a good movie, like a fun movie. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Is Marvel movies, the, these universes that really succeed are the ones that are fun. Yes. You know, at the end of the day, it's if it's fun, if I'm having fun, you know, that that's Brendan Fraser's mummy. That's that's like the one of the most fun movies ever, you know. So that's that's what I think that. Focus number one. Give me a good story with good characters, but make it fun, and I think I'll be entertained. You know, it's so fun Again. we forgive the horrible CGI of the Rock. Right, right. 
the Scorpion King in the second one. Yeah. But um, yeah, so so big news there. I think James Gunn, there's a there's good potential here for him to steer the the uh, entity. It's, I would call it right. Until we DC see entity. what they do, until we see what they do, we can't really talk smack. Yeah. Right. What if we, we, what if we talk smack and then they blow like they knock it out of the park? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think like what we have, what do we have to base it, uh, the possible successes on? Well, he did a really good job with the Suicide Squad. It did a really good job setting up this TV series. Did a mm -hmm. great job with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies for the most part. Again, I I do not like part two at all, but I think in general with the characters and everything in the story, he did a really good job. So th this could be this could be a, a step in the right direction for I think a franchise that's been uh, has had, had a troubled past. I would say throughout its history, it's had a had a tumultuous history, Ferris. Um, but yes, yes. Again, Talking about things where the ship might be steered in the right direction, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a spoiler alert here, guys. If you haven't seen Black Adam, which I haven't, Ferris hasn't either, but we've already been spoiled, so we're gonna talk about it. I'll put the spoiler tag up here until we're done talking about it. But if you've been on the internet at all, unless you're living under a rock, if you're following um, the rock, if you if you're the following rock the rock on social media, uh, the the after years of speculation has been made official. Uh, after appearing in the post credit scene of Black Adam, something that fans have been wanting for quite a bit now, Henry Cavill is returning to the role of Superman, officially uh, appeared in the post credit scene. Again, I haven't seen the movie, I haven't seen the scene, but I, d I did see that uh, he is he was in there at the end. Um, so And there was a, a really awesome picture of him in the suit that was posted on social media. Uh, he says in a video... I wanted to make it official. I am back as Superman. Uh, he thanks the fans, saying, most of all, thank you for your support and for your patience. And he added that what audiences saw in Black Adam is a very small taste of things to come. Uh, this comes off the heels of The Rock for weeks and weeks and months now, basically saying, I want to do a movie with Superman, with Henry Cavill coming back. So Rock may have spoiled this a, a while ago, but I think that uh, you know now, now, now that it's official, yeah. I just have a question. Okay. They know that Black Adam's not a Superman villain, right? Not a Superman villain. No, he's yeah. a Shazam villain. He's a he's a he's a Shazam villain. They right. know that, right? Like I'm 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 going right. I'm, not, I'm not going crazy, right? Like like No, you're right. Black Adam right. and Shazam are villains. They fight each other. I think Superman's I would nowhere near. Yeah. I would be surprised if that black quote unquote Black Adam versus Superman movie also has Shazam. No, because no, because The Rock kept saying, "Yo, man, Black Adam's kind of an anti-hero." Blah, blah. No, no, he's not. What are you talking about? He's a villain. Like, like where? What? What? Like, I need to talk to Garth. I need to talk to Garth, and I need to ask him. Like, Garth, give me a a a a, a comic book storyline where where Black Adam's an anti-hero. Because I've never heard of him as an anti. I've heard him as a straight up villain. Yeah, I I, I know Black Adam from the animated movies and the cartoons, right? Like that's what I watch from DC. The, the animated stuff. Yeah, good stuff, by the way. Y'all should watch those movies. Oh, DC some, animated is some of the best. Some of the DC movies stuff out there. Yeah, some of the movies are connected. There's a there's a, a list of movies you can watch, in, in like a connective way, which is pretty cool. I've done it. It's pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, but yeah. 
Black Adam's not an anti. He's a villain, and he's not a Superman villain. I'm. Why is Superman here? Why is he even in this movie? What? Where? I'm. I'm like. I'm not are mad. They, are they making Black Adam a, more of an anti-hero than a villain because it's The Rock? Yes, because The Rock doesn't play villains. He literally not, has never played a villain. Name, name, name it like outside of WWE when he was a villain. When has he ever played a villain on screen? Scorpion King, when he's he in that all awful CGI. No, he wasn't a villain. <laughs> he was a misunderstood person. A misunderstood monster. Yeah. Uh, that was crawling around at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. When did yeah, he actually play a right. villain? <laughs> the villain, the, the most villainous thing he's ever done was being that um, pain and gain when he's a criminal. Right. <laughs> but in that movie, you, you rooted for him to commit the crime. He's never been like he's never a person where like I'm rooting against the rock. You know, he's in movies like where he's the other he's not a villain in the other guys, man. He isn't. He's just too damn likable. No, he, he's, he I I can easily find something to hate about him. It's that's pretty easy. Okay. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. So okay. I can find something. It's pretty that's easy. You. Yeah, I'm a hater. Uh well maybe if he really if he wants to really test his acting chops one of these days, he'll he'll play a play a villain. How about he well, does? That sounded like I, I probably shouldn't have said that. I hope he didn't. Sorry, Mr. Rock. I hope you don't come to my house and hurt me, please. I don't care. Test his acting chops. Be <laughs> Dave Batista. You want to talk about you know, testing he, a man's acting you know, chops? It would be really interesting if he was a villain in uh in, in a Bond movie. Bond villain. That's like that's the Batista ultimate was. test for any actor. Batista was. Batista was a Bond villain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he like disappeared off the uh, when then when he got shoved down that grate and never was seen again. But it was pretty cool. Inspector? Yeah. People don't like Spectre, but I kinda like Spectre. I don't mind um, Spectre. I don't yeah. get I don't really get the hate for that one. No, yeah, it's not, thing. It's like, not like, like perfect, but Batista, it's a little messy, sure. But yeah, Batista huh. and John Cena, you know, they they do roles. The Rock plays the Rock and everything. Like John Cena, yeah. you know, <laughs> his first ever movie was The Marine. Shout out to the Marine. I love the Marine. Um it was him and Patrick Robert Patrick. Yeah, everyone knows who Robert Patrick is, but then like he, he, was, he was, yeah, he was also in yeah. that he was also in that movie Sisters where he played a drug dealer. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what the hell? And then you know he's he's peacemaker, you know what I mean? Like he acts, and then do, same thing with Batista. Batista's like Batista's Drax, and then he's in Stuber, then he's in My Spy, Blade Runner, uh, Blade dude. Runner. Yeah, dude, he's dude like like like. I want to see The Rock do these things. Do something crazy. Like, show some chops, man. Yo, yo, there could be Batista the action showed, hero in every movie. Yeah, dude, when Batista saying. showed up on Blade Runner, bro, I was like, that's my guy. That's my guy right dude, there. That guy, can, like, that guy can, like, really act. Yeah. I'm telling no, you. No, eight. When he's not screaming Blade at Runner, Triple H. Blade Runner 2049, bro. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> uh, like, people were talking about, like, how Batista knocked it out of the park in that movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know why The Rock wanted Superman in this film, because I'm like... There's no, there's no Superman connection unless I'm missing something. Am I missing something? Like, I, like. No, I just think The Rock wants to fight Superman. That's yeah, what it is. Like, yeah, and they're he, like, okay, like, you're The Rock. Get yeah, whatever exactly. you want. Exactly. Literally, he's like, you know, I don't care about Shazam, even though like that's your main yeah. villain. That's like, what this is, Ferris. He's The Rock. Yeah. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, and people are gonna buy tickets for it. So he's like, I want to do a movie where I fight Superman. They're like, okay. I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't understand. Sure. I don't understand. However, it looks like. Mr. Henry Cavill, Cavill here has potentially signed on for other movies as well. You would think bringing him back, they want to sign him in for a multi-project type, type of deal. 
And uh, the report here from Hollywood Reporter saying that the intention is for him to star in at least one solo Superman movie as well. You're right, You're right William. You're right. Superman was there. Superman was there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they don't see his face, but he, he was. Um, so, yeah. So uh, that's the other thing that everybody's sort of talking about with this report is uh, like a potential Man of Steel 2. We're finally going to get another quote-unquote Man of Steel movie, even though we've had Cavill show up a few times. Um, and like, I went back recently, I, I didn't watch the movie itself, but I watched a, a watch along, like a, another channel's, uh, watch along video of it. And, uh, the, that's a really, really good movie. That man of steel. I, I'm sorry. You, you can watch it again. Dagan. You want. That's watch a really it. fucking good movie. Watch it. And I don't, thoroughly don't. enjoyed man of steel and I wouldn't mind, uh, another movie like that. Um, well, you can watch that, a watch-along of Man of Steel 2. What about it? Well, you can watch a watch-along of Man of Steel 2 instead of so watching... I watched another, another watch-along of Man of Steel 2, yeah. yeah. Um, but like I guess Man the question is, would be, like, who who's going to do a Man of Steel 2? They, have, they haven't had a screenwriter or director or any, anybody sign on for this kind of project yet. So, uh, yeah, do we, you bring we, Zack we, Snyder back? I would say mm -hmm. no. I think he's probably done with DC Universe at this point. Yeah, he, he, has, his own, he has his own thing. He got a two-part science fiction film from Netflix he's going to make. He's going to be... A, he, yeah, man, did these people hey talking about like how Zack Snyder got blacklisted or whatever? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you right. talking about? <laughs> like, he, dude, some directors don't ever get afforded the chance of making the movie they like. Like, if like, trust me, if any other director was making Justice League and it wasn't Zack Snyder, uh, no one would care. You know, and you know... You know, Warner Brothers wouldn't care. They wouldn't give him the movie back. They they wouldn't care. Even though they did him dirty firing him on, you know, the day his daughter died, which is really messed up. Yeesh. Some yeah. yeah, some studios don't care. They're like, fine, I don't give a damn. It was business. You weren't, you know, and they, they and they move on. And they move right. on. So he, he got to make his movie. Good for him. You know, good for you. But you know, like, you know, he's he's moved on. He's doing bigger things for himself. He's not gonna come back. So let's move on. No, I don't let's think move so. On. I think you could, you could, you know, people complain that that movie's too dark and dour for a Superman movie. I think you know, that you could. Because here's the could, thing, man. Here's yeah. the thing. He made him Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's perfectly. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. But you know, like people keep talking, about, like, how do you make Superman cool for the modern, modern day? Um, who like, people still in the modern day still want symbols of hope. Honor and prosperity. Like, what are you talking about? That's what Superman is. He was created by two Jewish men birthed out of the Holocaust. They were made in the 50s. They they made this superhero who was a symbol of everything right in the world. You know, he, he was a good man, a good American, a good person, hope. He was a symbol of light. How was that not cool? How do you not make that cool? So being a good person isn't cool. I'm confused. I'm Dagan. I guess I guess being a good person isn't cool, Dagan. I guess no, you I gotta, guess, you gotta you keep know. that side of yourself a secret. You gotta pretend that you're not cool, so that the world doesn't realize that you're a superhero. I think is that the message. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand why people <laughs> think it's so hard to make a, a movie about a superhero who represents hope, light, and the 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 eternal pursuit of wanting better for you. Like I don't understand. Like. Like I would watch that movie. Yeah. A proper like that's what Superman with Christopher Reeve was. Yes. 
That's true. That's true. Like, and here's the thing too: this generation has watched that movie, and no one, no one ever says that's a bad movie. The original Superman, they love it. So They're regarded as classics, at least the first yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you don't think you can make that movie now? Yeah, you can. You can you make an iteration it? of it. Yeah. You can. Yeah, you, you can do it. You I can think, do it. I think uh, Zack Snyder has a very like pessimistic take on on society and then the world in general, and he wanted to inject that into Superman world or inject Superman into his world, really. And for some people, that didn't work. For others. Like myself, I I actually kind of thought it was interesting and like a different way to go with the story. But yeah, I think in 2022, especially, gotta, that's the other thing you got to think about is Man of Steel came out like almost 10 years ago. So to have a movie in 2022 that's a Superman movie, I think you have to get a little bit, go a little bit more lighthearted. And and what you're saying, Ferris, have it be about hope and prosperity. And yes, the world is at a very dark time, but here comes Superman to sort of save it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the direction they go and kind of stray away from what's the Zack Snyder dark kind of tone. But um, should we move on here, Ferris, and talk about yeah. our next topic? Uh, we'll go from one corner one to more, another one here. Thing, one more thing, Diggin. Yeah, uh, there's this video on Twitter on the Internet of Christopher Lee. Someone asked him what Superman means to him. And he like gives this great answer of what he means. Find, if y'all are at the find that video, I can't find it. But if y'all find that video, it's like this interview he does about what Superman means something. And it's yeah. like one of the best videos I've ever seen in my entire life. He like gives it's out this very, like very good. Detail, yeah. yeah, the detail plan of what if, Superman is. If we is. find it, we'll put it in the uh, in the comments here for you all. Yeah. But um yeah, we'll go we'll go from one corner to another here uh and enter the MCU corner portion of the show. We got uh not some not any confirmed news this week, but uh, more of like rumors and and possible reports from insiders or insniders, if you would, uh, according to the Hot Mike Pike podcast hosted by John Roca and Jeff Snyder. I've, I've, I think I've mm -hmm. heard of those guys, Ferris. Have you heard of them? Yes, I have. Shout out to Jeff uh, they, and Roca. They uh, have, a, have heard reports that Adam Driver has met with Marvel Studios for an undisclosed role in the upcoming reboot of the Fantastic Four. Uh, there's no word on which role he would play, Though his villainous turn in the Star Wars secret sequel trilogy Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom an obvious choice. So uh, the report here goes on to say little is known about the upcoming take on the superhero family. We don't know any casting yet. There were some rumors that they were going to unveil the cast at D23. Uh, that was not to be the case. Some people think it's going to be John Krasinski. Uh, I had sort of my own... Uh, in my head, what it, the theory that I had was that he's already signed a big multi-picture deal, but I'm not so sure anymore. I mean, this this is saying that he was also potentially considered, they might be considering him for Adam Driver for Reed Richards uh, or for Dr. Doom. So um, it should be interesting to see the direction that they go with this. I think that the reason they didn't announce the cast goes back to Kevin Feige not wanting to unveil the the cast or the casting before the director is announced and sort of put together uh i think blade was like one of the only exceptions i could think about recently where they announced mahershala ali and that was like three years ago now and even that movie is still struggling to find a director to find writers so fired him. yeah they so fired maybe, the director. maybe maybe yeah. that's what this comes down to he wants to get a director locked in first before you know they say okay this is the direction that we're going these are the actors that are going to play these they characters. have a writer 
I think that there's Ferris. There's a lot like kind of riding on this Fantastic Four. There's a lot of like, yeah, yeah okay, hey, the movie has the franchise has a bad history. They haven't really done a proper Here's iteration the of them yet. Here's the thing, um, Here's and the I thing, think fans it. are really craving for that from the from the MCU. Here's the thing, man. So they've done it three times. It's been, it's been three. The two Tim Story movies plus Fan Four Stick. Um, shout out to Josh Trank, by the way. Hope you're okay, my man. I know you've gone through some dark times. I appreciate you. Hey, man, that interview with First Take, First Cut, with Sabrina Andres and RB3, great interview, by the way. Yes, um, I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, shout, shout out to Sabrina, RB3, and Andres. Um, Andres, by the way. Andres. It's not Andres. Andres. Ace. 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 Uh, but thing is, they need... They, people forget how popular and important Fantastic Four is in the Marvel, Marvel, not just Marvel Studios, but Marvel comics, games. They're the first family. The first family of Marvel. They were the first fam. They were the first them, Spider-Man, and the X-Men. Yep. That's that's what it was. You know, people forget, you know, you know, like the Captain America was there, you know, Iron Man was a a B-list superhero in the comics. You know what I mean? Like like the comics were the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Those were the comics, man. Those were the ones right there, you know? And that's why people are still mad about, you know, X-Men because, you know, there there hasn't been a, a proper X-Men movie because, like, they all revolve around Wolverine. You know what I mean? People are kind of a little irritated by that because people forget, like, because people love the characters in the comics, you know, like Scott Summers, Cyclops, uh, Jubilee. People love Jubilee. Gambit, you know, from the from the, you know, you know, from the from the from the cartoon, you know, Jubilee, Gambit, uh, you know, you know, I, mean, Rogue, I want them to make a yeah. Rogue Beast, I want them to, yeah. Beast, Iceman. Uh, we, you know, I think we had Sean Ashmore, I believe. Um, yes. literally, like Stanley was about to quit writing, but his wife convinced him to write something he wanted to, and then he wrote Fantastic Four. <laughs> like the the tr- the characters in Marvel that are iconic, that are just straight embedded into our souls. You know, if some people don't like these movies, that's fine. But the com- talking about the comic books, man, where, you know, young kids read, you know, these, these, and they just grew up with this, you know, stuff that you fell in love with as a child, you still love it today because it's, it's, it's embedded in you. Fantastic Four, the X-Men and Spider-Man are embedded into Marvel heads. Right. They're embedded in them. Then there's the occasional, then there's, then you, then you have that occasional, you personally has that occasional, you know, weird side character that you love, like Squirrel Girl or, or Luke Cage or Iron Fist, you know, Heroes for Hire. Like you love those, but like, if you're a fan, you Black know Cat. the big three. Black Cat, you know, but you My know girl. the big three is like the big three is is is, is embedded into you. X Men, Fantastic Four, and Spider Man. Those were those were the three that Jack Kirby and Stanley were like, that's it right there, dog. We got it. And then those birthed great villains. Great heroes birth great villains. Now we have the villains with them. You know, and Spider-Man got like a rogues gallery of tremendous Sandman, Green Goblin, Electro, Rhino. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Ferris. We got we got somebody on the line that I think would like to chime in on this. Right, I haven't talked to this guy in quite some time, so this is going to be fun. Hey, what hey, is going on? The one, the only Saul is here live on Entertainment News Break. What's going on, Saul? Ferris, I want you to admit that Dagan jumped the shark when he cut his hair. Admit it. 
kind of like the curls now? I, it's I, I grown like his back. Curls. I like the this curls. Is, you know, no, let's be real. Let's be real, Saul. When he had that long hair, he looked like a he looked like a, a degenerate hippie hippie woman. You know what I mean? Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. You know, right? It so was like his when he look, but short, he had a look. He had a look. Everyone knew what his look was. It was great. It was a great look. You're just mad that now Fuck you're the only one who has long hair and everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of felt because yeah, I'm kind of taking it personally, you know, because like, it's like it's yeah. sort of like, well, he left I you. Something wrong with me. I guess Dagan thinks there's something wrong with me. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Also, but I like asshole. the curls. Uh, I, I love the curls. I, I like oh, the curls too, and I think the curls are what are really gonna uh, gonna hit it with the ladies. Like, you know, uh, yeah. you haven't seen this in its in its real true form yeah, yet. Do you? And uh, we're 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 getting it's there. Not, it's true form yet. What are you? What are you? What are you? A Pokemon? What's that? It's true. After form. What's going on? Yeah. Dagan, I'm trying to defend you here. You're not really helping me out here. All right, let me defend you. I got it. Okay. Old woman, the fly. What do you mean? It, 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 it's, it's your true form. It, it, it's what you look like. It's not like there's not going to be an evolution. There's another level. No, there was a, level. that was the overgrown. Uh, that was when it was just you know it's like I don't know. It goes through uh, phases. By the way, Ferris. Uh, how about uh, how about you give the Incredible Hulk some fucking love? You're talking about Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men. Also, the Incredible Hulk, who was arguably at times just as famous, if not bigger, especially when he was on TV, he was just as big, if not bigger, than those characters. Maybe never Spider-Man, but... All right. The Incredible Hulk, too. Yeah, and by the way, Iron Man was never a B-list character in the Kinda comics. Was. He was always an A-list <laughs> No, he was always an A-list comic character. He was a B-list character in the like the pop culture perception of him. Not many okay. people, like unless you were into comics, you didn't really know a lot about Tony Stark. Okay, got you. So comic like, book he heads. The of the West Coast. Yeah, West Coast Avengers. Yeah, I'm curious if we're going to see them in any of these upcoming things. They only go Young Avengers. I feel like that more. ship is sort of. Yeah, I feel like that ship sailed. is sort of sailed. I feel like yeah. Yeah, because they, they had Tony based in Malibu for the movies, and then, yeah, it's just not really. It yeah, matter. and then they, then they mean, switched they, him over to New York. I mean, the East Coast is the cooler coast anyway, just saying. Yeah, that's definitely true. He should have always been in New York anyway. But So what, what what's going on over here with, with this channel? Like, what, are you, what, are you, what are you guys up to? <clears throat> Uh, we a bunch of stuff. Do, do, yeah, we're yeah. doing a bunch of stuff. You know, we're transitioning all the sports into its own channel so it can grow in its own lane. And kind of like not it's and then have the entertainment stuff grow in its own. Oh, good time for Ferris to freeze. That was that was brilliant. Oh, as well, as yeah, Ferris, Ferris is frozen there, is that uh, let's all. get let's oh, get sorry. ready. The let's get ready channel. The let's get ready channel featuring the highlights is moving to its own channel. And this Thursday, Ferris is interviewing Jeff Perlman. Yes, yeah, we, we got that yes. part. But everyone knows that. Everyone's talking about. It. Okay. But you're asking what's what's going to happen where, to the to the original the channel that we're you're currently watching right now. Like what are, yeah, what what's the is, deal is, uh, with when, yeah when when are we firing Caleb? When is that happening? <laughs> we're not we're not firing. <laughs> what do you mean? Really? No. No, he's you're he's going to be get away with the way he acts. He's going to be mostly hanging out on the sport on the new sports channel. Oh, okay. So you're not yeah. technically firing him, but he's, he's getting no, shoot off the other relocating him. And then yeah. all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, oh, he's not on the show today. Where'd he go? And then eventually, okay, all right. So we're not 
firing him. I got it. Sure, yes, yeah, song. Yeah, we'll but go with yours. But he's, but he's act. You can't, you can't excuse that man for being a Cowboys fan, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, he's he's out of control. You got to be careful. He's gonna get everybody in trouble. That's I'm worried for you guys working with him. <laughs> social media habits are out of control. He follows oh, people, uh, follows them for no reason. He's a real, he's a real, he's a real cobra. You got to look out for him. Okay, I'll keep gotcha. that in mind. Yeah, keep that in mind. <laughs> well, what's the, what's going on with you, Saul? I want to ask you something. What 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 you have you been up to the... since, since the freaking uh, schmodown to just died, withered and died? What have, what have you the been up to? Who... Wait, uh, you broke up a little bit. What did you did you ask me what I was well, doing? Paris froze again, but I I was asking you if you what you've been up to since the the schmodown suffered its long. Uh, excruciating, painful death. Uh, if you what you've been keeping busy with Why now, you have you, to you, add don't those have extra study, words, you don't have to watch uh, Marvel movies for yeah, eighteen hours fuck? straight what? without any sleep. Uh, Where the fuck is Dagan coming from right now? What is his bitterness? <laughs> he died of this horrible, terrific death. What the fuck is wrong with you, Dagan? The long, the- excruciating, painful death were the the words I used. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know why you got to be so fucking graphic about it. It was, you know, it was time to, uh, you know, things weren't happening, and it's uh, the decision was made. I think it was the decision was in actually in the moment in everyone's best interest. And um, I've been, I, I really, I haven't left my basement. I've been down in the basement. I have Uber Eats drop off a pizza every other day, and they do beer now. And I've been down here lying in the dark for. Uh, months now how long how long has it been gone it's been months it's, it's, it's i knew i knew a long time ago uh i'm not coping with it well i don't think i'm gonna make it so this is probably my last call anywhere i think somebody needs to send some help to the to saul's uh, location well i thought i gave you an answer appropriate to the way you described it you fucking knucklehead I, i'm fine mm-hmm. uh, um i am um somehow enduring i have uh I've kind of got in re- a lot of other projects that I was working on uh, have been reinvigorated in new ways, and I've been traveling a lot, which is uh, maybe like my second most – the thing I'm second most passionate about in the world is travel, and, and I, I very fortunately got to do a bunch of it very recently because and if, if I was still getting ready for like the spectacular in a couple of weeks, I, I, wouldn't be able, I would not have been able to do it. But uh, yeah, believe it or not, Saul's going to endure, and I also have – I have some big projects coming up. Well, big for me, not like fucking actually big. No one gives shit. But um, I'm, I'm no going to be doing stuff in, in kind of. I'm going to be doing stuff on in, in in the YouTube space very soon, and hopefully, uh, I'll get to talk about that pretty soon. I'll get to I'll, I'll get to mm-hmm. break this down. I, I I didn't think I'd be talking about this. This is why I had to give you a vague answer. You're giving us the, the exclusive scoops here on this show. I love it. I like it. Where well, so I have a... of exclusive scoops? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Barry. No, I have, a, I have a question. I know that you're a DC head, so, so I have a question for you. You know, the DC news of James Gunn and Peter Shaffron, or Pete Shaffron? What's his face? Peter? Pete? Mm-hmm. That guy. Are now the new co-directors of right. this new division called DC Films. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, it's, it's a good move. It's the best move, actually. It's, it's the best play. With the cards that are on the table, this is the best move right here. Gun is is a big DC. D, Gun's a bigger DC guy than he ever was a Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. It is kind of uh, 
he gets the universe, he gets the lore. He was a character this season on Harley Quinn. I mean, the guy gets it. Um, I like what he, you know, I like what he does. I'm sure I have a lot of questions because like a lot of like a lot of the things I want to see. I, I don't, I don't know how James Gunn's like, like I, I hope they don't mess with Pattinson's Batman. I love Pattinson's Batman and Reeves. I want to see a lot more of that in the future. How does that mesh in James Gunn's plans? I'm curious what he thinks about projects like the Joker not being connected. I want to know what he thinks about the interconnectivity of the DCEU. Like, is it required? Isn't it? Cause I actually think, um, I actually think it's full. Like people are like, Oh, just make movies. You know, don't worry about connecting them. I'm like, yeah, no, it's 2022. This is how you should do it. Now. The Joker is, 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 you know, it's different. That's a, that's a very good movie, very well-made movie. That's a different instance. I think people just saying we shouldn't be making these movies connect. It's just like, it's just weak. Just people's going, oh, you can't do it, so just give up. It's like, no, do it right. DC, the, 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 the lore that is baked into DC mm-hmm. is every bit as, as, I mean, it's every bit as successful, as popular. These characters resonate just as much as Marvel characters. In the comic book, I mean, right now, and because of the MCU, Marvel is is sort of the Coca-Cola to DC, well, movie-wise, DC is barely RC Cola. But, like, but like when it comes to the lore and these characters, DC, DC could be absolutely just as big. DC should probably be bigger than Marvel in, at the box office. If you think mm-hmm. about Superman, Batman, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. Mm-hmm. The Justice League. If you think about mm-hmm. that, like these characters are just, just as iconic and just as well. And, 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 and these characters, there's no reason why these characters can't cannot do it at the box office the way they, they've been doing it on the newsstand in the comic book shop for fucking eighty years. They've had they had a you know they had a, they basically had a head start on Marvel, and um, so I I hope that's the way Gunn's approaching. I like that Gunn is a Marvel guy and he's now in DC. Like, I like that they, you want to figure out what they're doing across the street, you know, hire someone from across the street. I think it's a great plan. And um, it, as long as every movie doesn't look like a James Gunn movie, and that's not a knock, mm-hmm. then I think, I think we have, we got a really good shot at these characters getting the respect they deserve at the big screen consistently. Not a great Batman movie once every 10 years. Not a good Wonder Woman movie followed by a terrible Wonder Woman movie. Not, you know, a good Superman, but not in a good Superman movie. Or, you know, a good-looking Superman movie that's boring as hell, like Superman Returns. Like, I, I, I really think he could probably lay some, some consistency here. And, and finally, we can get the DC that I've had in my head can in my whole life. Yeah, yeah man, um, I was kind of like, I was kind of one. Oh, sorry. Like rat, ahead, no, no, like, 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 Rat shouldn't show up in any like, like. Just shouldn't just show up in a movie. Like just that's just weird. Like keep Rat in like a Suicide Squad movie. You know what I mean? So like yeah, I feel you saw. Yeah, like, yeah. None of them like like Tony, like Polka like, Dot Man or that or Peter Capaldi's whatever head. I don't remember what his name was. Like those characters shouldn't like show up in like a Batman film. Like like I think tone. I think James Gunn will understand tone of films and what can fit and what can't fit. Because he's also a creative, right? He's a creative, so he knows what the creatives are doing. So he's not gonna, like, he's gonna give suggestions, probably, probably not impose. You know I mean, that's just my, yeah. my own two cents. I I wonder what his formula is gonna be. Like, it there's gotta mm-hmm. be some balance between make not making every movie feel like a James Gunn movie, and also letting directors tell their story and do their thing. I mean, it, it is mm-hmm. 
uh, one of these massive corporate sort of entities as we, we were talking about, but like even with like the MCU, they do follow like the Kevin Feige formula, but sometimes are allowed to sort of go off the beaten path a little bit and, and, and still kind of stick to the formula, but also do something different. So I'm yeah. hoping that, uh, that, you know, that James Gunn can sort of establish that, like what is the James Gunn formula going to kind of look like, you know? Mm-hmm. I hope, I hope this also means because James Gunn, uh, here, here's my, here's my vision for James Gunn. <laughs> And never mind the fucking corporate chill that's got to sign the checks. He, he's not important. What's important is Gunn is going to be the brains behind the outfit. Um, one, do not lose sight of the importance and how great the history of DC animation is. Not only should they keep that going, they should start doubling down on it. I want more DC animated. A good, um, um, a good, um, a good Green Lantern movie just came out. I'm going to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. The John, the, 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 the John Stewart one, right? Yeah, 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 that one. Heard it's oh, great. Okay. Yeah, John Stewart. John Stewart. John Stewart just finally gets his first solo animated movie. So that means uh, Kyle Rayner. We got probably another fifteen years before he gets his first. So that's mm-hmm. a good sign, I guess. But no, I'm, yeah. I'm actually looking forward to watching that. I haven't watched it yet. But yeah. I want. I want. I want. Because like it's like the fact that Marvel, or actually Sony, managed to get Spider Verse in theaters and just dunk, just dunk on everybody with that movie. Meanwhile, DC and even the MCU, just for some reason, well, DC, well, first of all, DC animated sometimes revives my interest in DC. Because sometimes DC does some goofy shit, and then animated stuff is what hooks us all back in. Yeah. And let's be real. How many people here are Batman fans because of Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. or even know the DC lore because of, of Justice League, or because of Static Shock, or because of Teen Titans? Like, this is such an integral part to the stories that they should be telling. I also, want more. Yeah. I want. I want. That. Yeah, go ahead first. No, no, I was about to say, like, you know, speak, speaking about a, a movie universe, the DC animated movies, there's a mini universe in the DC animated movies. There's a, a select films that are all connected, and there is a list on the internet yeah. where you can watch them in a certain order, and they're all connected. You know, and they have a bunch the of DC people. They got, yeah, 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 the DCAU. Like, they got, they got, you know, Superman, Constantine, Zatanna, uh, Apocalypse. Oh, like DC uh, DC Justice League Dark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those are connected within well, those, uh, are, those uh, are excellent. Those are excellent. Those are excellent. Yeah. The Justice League Dark movies are excellent. The great contract. Some of these DC some some of these DC animated movies are better than the actually better than the comics. Yeah. And and I think they should some of them I you know let some of these guys go, give them the budget, put some of these in theaters. See, I asked, see, so Saul, so Mike Kalinowski was in an interview one time, right? And I asked him about this, like, why don't they put them in theaters and produce more? He said, it's because they make them so cheap, they don't really care, you know? So they, you know, they just like throw it out there. And if you buy, you buy, they don't really give a damn. It's kind of like a business strategy of theirs. You know, they make great, great stuff for the cheap and they just kind of keep it moving. But I'm with you, man. I told Mike, like, why don't they put these, like, like imagine watching uh, Justice League Apocalypse. In like in like theaters, man. Like imagine Dark Knight Returns. Dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, Dark, yeah. I mean, that's the that's the definitive Dark Knight Returns adaptation. Oh yeah, Dark Knight Returns and Dark Knight Returns one and two. That's incredible. Peter um, Weller, Year one is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Su- All Star Superman is incredible. Flashpoint. They would have. Flashpoint's pretty good. Um, what's the, the first? The very first Wonder Woman 
animated film that came out in 08 was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could go on and on, but like there's this whole catalog of these movies. Some of them are boring. I mean, none of them are terrible. Oh, actually, fucking Death in the Family was fucking terrible. Don't watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And Gotham. I, by, I, I love um, Gotham. The Death of Superman. Would you love? The the death of like Superman the the one with the one with Bizarro Superman and all the multiple Superman that was pretty good I like that one. It's pretty I, nice. I didn't like the yeah it's a two parter it's a death and yeah. return I like return yeah. I didn't like death I thought death was kind of boring which is weird considering the story but like um but yeah the DCAU has very casually for the past fifteen years been putting out these movies. They're writing and directing these 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 stories. They're taking these stories from the comics and they're giving them justify like they're giving them great adaptations. It's just bizarre that they can't take that next step into live action. I don't know why. It's just bizarre. Uh, and and the core is there. I mean, you should just fucking get Bruce Tim on the fucking phone, James Gunn, and just it, it, what what would he want to see on screen in live action? I mean, I don't know. Maybe Bruce Tim doesn't know how a live action film would work. Bruce Tim created mm-hmm. Batman animated series and Superman animated series for anyone who doesn't know. But there's a guy who's like he's been telling these stories in, a, in on t- on TV and in movies for fucking thirty years, very successfully. Why? Like it just it's bizarre that you can't take this step towards getting a yeah, consistent man. movie universe. Yeah. And again, I want a movie yeah. universe. I want an interconnected universe. I think it's weak fucking shit. And when people say, ah, just make movies, whatever. No, I want the, the fun of serialized storytelling is that they all fit together and they all know each other. Like they don't, have, I don't need characters appearing in everyone's movies, but no, the MCU is doing it right. Like it, it, it's part of the excitement of being an MCU fan is that, yeah, this is, this is all clicks together. Just like those comic books. I spent hours and hours when I was a kid reading and still mm-hmm. do. That that's that's a huge part of the allure of this universe. They should absolutely be focusing on it and just doing it right. And I think so, Gun, like, I'm with Gun's you on that one. I'm guy. with you. My bad, Paul. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. Not that bad. Yes, you do, Ferris. You mean it. No, go ahead, Ferris. <laughs> All right, sorry, my bad. I was frozen. Give, sorry. Of course, that's no, what, no, of course was, that's what he frozen. freezes. I was frozen. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, like, I'm with you. I get the interconnectivity appeal. I get it. I understand. I would like it too. I would like it too. But you know, if they make a film that's not connected, I ain't tripping. Like, I'm not like beating down the hedge. Like, how dare you make a movie that is not connected? Like, how dare you? Like, I don't. You know, right. like, same thing with Marvel. Joker like, doesn't have to fit into the larger DC. Yeah, yeah. they can make yeah. the universe. You, 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 you're, you're. Like I like they can make that if you want. Like they can make that, and I'll, I'm willing to watch those. Like I'm gonna watch them, but like you know, if like the if they're like you know what the Batman by Matt Reeves is not connected to this universe, I'm not gonna love the Batman less. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna mind it. And they're and if they're like oh the bat the Batman's gonna have a sequel, I'm not gonna be like oh how dare you make a sequel to a movie that's not connected? Like I'm not gonna be that mad. You know what I mean? Like I think I think people are either either you gotta do. The connectivity or just make movies. It's like they it's like choose one. Like me, I'm not like you can do both. You can do you can do both. It's fine by me. It's cool. I don't care. No, fuck that. Do it exactly like I want it or else. That's it. That's you know the way I, I, I disagree it. with your assessment of the situation, sir. Sounds like the internet. No, look, do it my know, way or else. Look. Yes. Look, Joker, I think, turned into something special. It turned into a special movie that is that I'm glad was made. 
And yeah, if you can, and again, people forget, like, that's what DC Comics is. DC Comics has a regular continuity, but the most famous DC Comics stories ever, the and ones that we it. all immediately cite, Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, um, All-Star Superman, uh, recently The Three Jokers, none of them are fucking canon. None of those movies, none of those, none of those comic books are canon to the DC continuity right now. Um, sometimes they write them in, sometimes they write them out. There's a debate if even like Killing Joke's canon or not. In my head, it is, but like it's not like official. DC, I mean, like people bitch about Star Wars canon all the time, especially like with the new shows and, and like, oh, that you know, there was a paragraph in the Ahsoka novel that now it looks a little different because of an episode of Mandalorian. Like, go oh, fuck yourself, right? And the reason why I have such a lackadaisical sort of not lackadaisical, but the reason why I, I don't have super like I don't believe everything has to be canon or like do I really care if anything's canon? Because I grew up reading DC comics. It doesn't matter. It's just it's, it's about the story. They're telling they're telling stories worth telling and they're telling them well. That's what's exciting. It doesn't matter if it so I understand that. But I do think there's no reason why DC cannot have and in, in less than 10 years, be just as, as exciting as popular and be telling stories inside a connected universe that's just as big as the MCU. There's no reason. There's no reason if you look at this, if you look at this, look the caliber of these characters. I agree. There's I no agree. excuse that we don't have that already, I think, yeah. is the other thing. Yeah. Like, we, we yeah. could have just had a, an awesome last decade of fucking great Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, whatever movies. But instead, it's just been this jumbled mess, and it's like, yeah, it, it shouldn't be that difficult. Well, speaking of uh, well, Dagan, speaking of canon, yes, and uh, and Star Wars, um, yes. big news, big news came out. Um, Damon Lindelof has a secret Star Wars film in the works. Damon yes, Lindelof, I want to get some created, on this as well. Yeah, uh, famously created uh, the leftovers as well as Lost, and probably one of the best DC 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 projects in the current decade, Watchmen. Starring Regina uh, Regina King on HBO Max. So, Dagan, let's start with you. Damon Lindelof, secret Star Wars film. Your thoughts, my I, man? I love this news. Uh, there's some some more details that were released on this. It's going to be set after the rise of Skywalker, but is not necessarily going to tie in with any any previous characters or lore or anything like that. So, maybe a different sort of tone we could go with here. Um, Damon Lindelof really he rarely misses for me. I mean, the end of Lost is is what it was. Not a huge fan of that, but stuff like The Leftovers is just an amazing show. And uh, what, what you're saying about Watchmen, you know, that's actually I still haven't seen that. Speaking, speaking of yet, Lost, but... though, speaking of Lost, though, Lindelof actually told ABC, "I have five seasons for you," but they're like, due to the fact that it was so popular in seasons one and two, they're like, three, three, they more seasons. three, or five, yeah. three. No, he had three or five. I thought he had five. It's three seasons. They said, okay. well, no, no, you well, need give 10. Us five. And yeah, yeah. And they're like, give us more. And yeah. And so then he had to extend it. So like he actually yeah. had a great in that three. What if I want to, I want to, I want to famously see the three seasons of loss that he had planned. Yeah. Uh, yeah it would have been a lot yep, different, continue, but continue, David Lindelof doing a Star Wars movie sounds pretty cool to me, especially if it's something different. I think Star Wars is proven that they can be different now. We got Andor out there, which is just crushing it. Uh, so something a little different that's not not necessarily reliant on some of these legacy characters that can, can tell its own story. 
with Damon Lindelof at the helm. Uh, I'm in. Let's give me this movie. It's been too long, I think, since we've had a Star Wars movie. I love what they've been able to do with some of these series, but I've been missing uh, going on and seeing a Star Wars movie on the big screen and stuffing my face with popcorn. So um, the next two slotted Star Wars theatrical films are December 19th, 25, and then December 17th, 27. We were supposed to get, uh, I think, Rogue Squadrons next year in 23, but of course that's been canceled due to creative differences with... Um, with the director and with, uh, with Kathleen Kennedy. So that's, that's the worst case scenario for this is that we get a story in like a year, whatever down the road that, uh, that David Lindelof and Kathleen Kennedy have had creative differences on the star Wars projects. I'm hoping fingers crossed that that doesn't happen, but uh, I, I really hope that we get this movie because David Lindelof and star Wars could be a really interesting mix. But uh, Saul, let's go to you, man. What do you think? All right, I don't mean to fucking piss on everyone's parade here. Uh -oh. Let's come back down to Earth for a minute. One, when was the last time we saw a goddamn Star Wars movie in theaters that was announced? <laughs> it was yeah. the answer is Rise of Skywalker. That's a good that point. Was, That's a good point. Three years ago. I'm not getting excited for a Star Wars movie until I'm sitting in the theater. Literally, I'm, I'm tired of this. Uh, as, as people who know me personally know how big of a deal Rogue Squadron is to me. That was a that was a piece of Star Wars lore that I, I really connected with growing up. The comic books primarily, but also the incredible video games, also the novels, which I also read. It was a story that really connected with me. I don't know how it hasn't been a Star Wars. I don't know how it hasn't been on screen already. And and that's my question: is like, how do you Star fuck Wars? up and have creative differences Patty, over a Rogue Patty Squadron? Jenkins. A Rogue Squadron movie. It's the easiest freaking concept. It's Top Gun in Star Wars. It's Top Gun and Star Wars with a little bit of espionage and, and high adventure hijinks. Yeah. Because like Rogue Squad Rogue Squadron wasn't they weren't just pilots. They would always end up getting off world and having to like go on a spy mission or something. It was always it was just it was the pure swashbuckling fun. And it, it, it's something that I think and if you if you take the time to develop a story that it that it really resonates and you can you can capture that lore and you can interweave it with like the tone of a rogue one. You could have a fucking. You could have something bigger than Rogue One, and I, I I rank Rogue One really high. So that's that's where that's coming from. Rogue One, I think, is the best Star Wars movie Disney ever put out. And um, Rogue One's definitely my like favorite out of the Disney Star Wars theatrical movies, at least so far. Yeah. So like, I mean, to me, this is a slam dunk. So they 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 goofed that up. You got Taika working on a movie. You got Ryan Johnson working on a movie. Sure, whatever. Like, I can't get excited about this shit. Because I just I just don't believe it. In fact, they just told Kathleen Kennedy to stop announcing shit. They just told her to basically, just, hey, lady, be quiet. I did <laughs> see that report on, yeah, on Star Wars Newsnet had it that basically the, the Disney executives have told Kathleen Kennedy, you got to stop announcing stuff because of how many times projects have been announced and then shelved or canceled. Yeah, because by the way, because if I didn't know there wasn't a Rogue Squadron movie coming out, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> if I just didn't know, like it wouldn't fucking matter. And um, so when it comes to Damon Lindelof, though, I'm a little torn also because it's like Watchmen is a fucking monumental achievement. So rare is a TV show that's, that's like how rare is it that a TV show is so good if it doesn't have a second season, you don't care because of how satisfying and great the first one is. Like that doesn't happen a lot these days. But that's a show. And also, it's a great show because like if you would have explained that like the details of that show to me beforehand without me watching it, 
I, I might not have worked for me. I'm like, oh, leave the, I might have gotten like gatekeeper-ish and been like, leave the Watchmen alone, you know? Like, but but God, though, I'm glad they didn't leave the Watchmen alone. That show is incredible. On the other hand, I can't get too excited about a Star Wars movie from the guy who wrote Star Trek Into Darkness. Just can't. I can't get too super like excited about it. This is the man who fucked up bringing back Khan. Like, I, I don't know. Like, so I'm a little torn. Uh, I didn't watch Lost based upon the way what I know about it. It doesn't seem like it'd be for me. Um, so wow, you've like, never seen Lost, huh? Okay. No. Yeah, it probably isn't for you though. Uh, <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never I've never seen yeah. Lost either, dog. I, I don't think someone would like it because he would just be confused. He'd just be like, why are they doing this? This just makes no sense. Like, it, all they're doing is making me ask more questions. They're not giving me any answers. <laughs> yeah, that's not, I'm not into that. Um, give me fucking, if the guy from True Detective was doing a Star Wars movie, you know what? Then I'd be really excited. But yeah, the guy who created Lost and wrote In the Darkness, it's like, uh, I mean, he's got Watchmen. Watchmen was brilliant. And I hear I hear nothing but great things about the leftovers for the thirteen people who watched it. But, um, yeah. So like, so like, when it comes to Star Wars and the announcing of the projects, I'm at the I'm at the point where like I'm the biggest fucking Star Wars head you guys probably know. Like, okay, whatever, sure. Like, I'll, when I'm sitting in theaters, I'll start to get excited for it. But um, you know doesn't, Saul, super, doesn't get me super pumped up. I think you're correct, yeah. Saul. I think you're correct. You're correct. He's correct. Although some people in the chat, I think, uh, might might have something to say about that. We got Jess here says whatever Saul is saying is wrong. I just want you to know that. So and who gives who gives a shit what she oh. says? Is that that's that's Jess who's on your show sometimes? The blue hair yeah. Sometimes. That's I mean, sometimes. We all, I mean like once every five weeks. Nothing. Once every fourteen years. Once every... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once every. It's been yeah. eighty four years. Well, has that meme? <laughs> Well, look, uh, she's not from this country, and her hair is blue, so we, how much do you want to trust this chick? I, I thought it was purple. It, well, exactly. You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Point is, okay. I think I proved my point. I think you proved your point. You know what, Sol? I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm with you, man. I think I'm with you on this. Because the more, the more I... Don't get too excited. I'm not getting excited now. I'm get that report. It's going to say... Damon Lindelof mm-hmm. and Kathleen Kennedy have had creative differences that have led to the mm-hmm. cancellation of the uh, project. Yeah. Man, you know who yeah. I really want to talk about? Way, like, so- every time we talk about Damon Lindelof, I just think of, like, Alan Moore. I want to talk to that guy. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to him. Dude, he, he was not... A, he, he did not That's have great, anything great, to great, do. Great story first. <laughs> You're on my show, asshole. <laughs> Listen, I also remember that. that David Lindelof has a secret. David Lindelof has a secret Star Wars movie that's so secret of every idiot on the earth knows about it. Like, what do you? Yeah, how is it a secret Star Wars movie? Hey man, that was, the, that was the headline. It. What do you want from me? Well, it was blame, a secret, but now it no longer is. Blame, uh, blame the Hollywood Reporter. It's their fault. No, blame, blame Jeff Snyder and John Roca. They were the guys that originally reported on this. Those hacks. Boom, there it is. Those. Mid-level. What was that guy that said that that guy on Twitter said they were like mid-tier podcast or something? That made me laugh. Who? Someone said that about them? Yeah. The Snyder reported the news about uh, Adam Driver. 
Adam Driver potentially being in Fantastic Four. Harrison and, Ford uh, replacing William Hurt in the Harrison Ford. That's that's it. That was the big one. That was the one. And then yeah. everybody else kind of took it, but um, yeah, the, someone uh, someone said, "I don't don't worry about them. They're just a mid mid tier podcast." <laughs> I like Snyder. Snyder's always been cool to me. I like Snyder. Uh, Big fan of Roca, I like gonna, yeah, Friends with, of the show. Friends of the show. I'm gonna with, I'm gonna with I'm gonna withhold comment on Roca until I watch uh, his show and see what he said about the Giants today. So that's ah, my opinion yeah. on him is pending. He can't really say much. He's a Washington football fan. Get out of here! Like screw it. <laughs> you root for you root for the yeah, Washington he's, he's, football he's, he's, team. Get the most competitive div- division in the league, and then Literally. you have the Washington football team. No, he ain't, you know you know. Speaking of the Washington football team, they beat the Packers last week. Like we beat the Packers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers uh, turned into CM Punk or something recently. I don't know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, hey, can we can we must... talk about this last news story because I, I want to get uh, yeah. thoughts yeah. on this as well. This one's pretty funny. I I thought this was funny. Uh, Tim Burton has said that he's done. He's done with Disney uh, after his his last uh, whatever you want to call that with Dumbo. Um, basically he's, he swore off ever doing a Marvel movie saying that he can only deal with one universe. I can't deal with a multi-universe, uh, and then goes on to, to talk about Disney, uh, and said that, uh, the quote here, I was hired and fired like several times throughout my career there. The thing about Dumbo is, is why I think my days with Disney are done. I realized that I was Dumbo, that I was working in this horrible big circus and I needed to escape. That movie is quite autobiographical at at a certain level, he said. So, there you go, Tim Burton, uh, not not uh, ending on very good terms with Disney, and um, I, I I think that uh, personally, I'm just gonna gonna say this. I don't know if this is gonna be controversial, but I don't think Tim Burton has made a good film since uh, Big Fish. I think that was his last good movie. I think he has uh, definitely uh, hit a career low. Over the last decade or so, and uh, again, he made Frank and Weenie. He made Frank and Weenie. Frank and Weenie. I never saw like, that. You didn't like you didn't, you didn't like Sweeney Todd. No, actually, that was one of the few movies I ever walked out of the theater. Oh wow! Get the fuck out! I'm, here, not, really? I'm not a big musicals person. There's certain musicals that I can tolerate. Oh, I, There's other ones where it's like, I don't know, just something weird about characters. You know, I'm watching a movie and the characters start singing, like they break out the song. Just it's odd. You know, yeah, I know. I I actually am not a huge musical guy, but I actually really, to me, Sweetie Todd was the last real Tim Burton movie. Well, actually, actually, if you want to be honest, Dark Shadows was because that was the most Tim Burton movie ever, and no one fucking went. And I think I'm the only one. I think I'm. I probably like that movie more than Burton does. But uh, Burton's a guy. I think you're probably the entire gross for that movie. Yeah. I, I, I grew up a huge Tim Burton fan and those and, and his work when I was younger was still is still resonates with me. Uh, mm-hmm. I do I really no no bullshit. I really do love the movie Dark Shadows. Uh, and I was gonna say if you haven't seen it, but none of you have seen it. So just go watch it if you're in the mood for literally no one on earth all the, uh, but you. You're the, the Dark Shadow it. sympathizer over here, apologist, yeah. right? Is that what they But again, um this is a good you know, good good for him. Fuck Disney. You know, it's like you know, I love MCU and everything, but like that's a different thing. Like Tim Burton, somewhere in there, there really is that angsty animator, you know, who dresses in black and, and you know got picked on in high school. Somewhere in there, that guy is still alive. 
And I, I would love to see him make a movie no, he, again. He is day. that guy. He hasn't in a long time. He hasn't died. Is he still? No, he's still that no, guy. I'm saying. It's fun that people talk that. about him kind of in the past tense now, the way that his career has gone in recent. No, no, he's still that guy. Yeah, because, remember when no, Tim Burton? Remember when? No, because he's the thing. Paranorman, Frank and Weenie. He made those movies. Like that's that's him. He, he lost. He lost something. He lost something. Especially, and you know what? If yeah. I can ever find the motherfucker who introduced him to CGI. I wish you. I want to do a fucking time travel fucking plot. Slap him around. Where I go back in time and and find the guy who fucked mm-hmm. like Rick and Morty, the snake episode of Rick and Morty. Where I just, <laughs> I just go back and I fucking kill. Oh, no. I fucking kill the guy who introduced him to CGI. Because Tim Burton's movies used to look, even when they sucked, they looked beautiful. Now they just look like a fucking PlayStation 2 game. And ah. If he if if cutting ties with Disney gets Tim Burton back to being Tim Burton, which I don't know that it ever will, but like to me, it's like he probably he can't probably do Batman Returns at Disney, you know, like he probably can't do Beetlejuice at Disney. I think it's a Warner's property anyway. But yeah. um, also, but by the way, like that whole like this is an OG comic book guy. So like when he says I can't work for Marvel, like you know, if, I don't know, I don't know if he's gonna get the Scorsese treatment from a few months ago, but like. Yeah, no, I actually kind of get it. Like, he's got to, you know, he focused, like, especially if you know anything about his process, like, the way he made Batman, like, yeah, he probably couldn't work inside the MCU. He could probably do a, a non-MCU movie or, or, I mean, he obviously could direct a comic book movie. And I would actually love, I would love for James Gunn to bring him back. But, um, but yeah, I don't have any problem with that. He's, he's, I, don't I think he's more than earned that opinion. Yeah. 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 I, I can see it both ways. That's, that's I'm like, scary. I can. I, I can get the people that, that hate on him because his movies haven't been all that great in recent years, but I also get that he doesn't want to work with Disney anymore and doesn't want to really have anything to do with these big also budget too, things. That's the other thing. It's like maybe if you strip away the budget, the big budget from Tim Burton, he'll he'll produce. No, also today again, like with these interviews, is that I like to emphasize certain things in the interview, and this is the thing they're emphasizing that oh, he doesn't want to work for Disney. And I was like, okay, who cares? What about the what 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 else did we about the interview that that people was he talking about? But they but the writers they want you know they drive clicks and views so they emphasize that part because that's what yeah. they do man. Like the, yeah. when Marscore says he called those movies not cinema, it was an excerpt of a longer interview, but they shoved that one out. You know what I mean? So like that's what right. they do, man. That's what they do. They give you this one thing because you know everyone wants to hate on you know Disney and Marvel. It's fine, do whatever, but like. Don't make that the the core of the interview because the interview was probably not even, not even what it, it was about. It wasn't. Even, it probably was about something else. Then he made this comment to a question, and they kind of moved on. But then when they were selling the interview, they emphasized that part of the interview. So you listen or read the interview, then you realize like, oh, it's interviews completely about something else. He only talks about this for like a minute. In this interview, is like forty five minutes. Like That's what they do later, all the time. When Coppola saw. I love that when like Coppola saw all the press he's fucking getting, that Coppola piled on and tried to like one up him and be like, "No, they're fucking shit. Fuck them all." <laughs> no one cared though. Yeah, Francis is lo- Francis is lost. Francis is lost. Every- yeah, Dude, Francis, Francis, fucking Francis thinks Star Wars sucks. Like that's how far off he like he used yeah. to make fun of Lucas for Star Wars. So like that's how far away from this shit he is. Yeah. This is far I Coppola. Francis, like I love his, Francis because he's like Francis the Jim is- Cornette of fucking movies. I love Francis, man. Francis would be like, hey, man. Good call, Jacob. Yeah, he is. He, de- Jim Cornette hates everything. <laughs> yeah. He hates everything. How dare him? I mean, but, but 
but actually, okay. In fairness to Francis, he did make you know the greatest movie of all time. So, you know, and Two, then he made, made probably three better than it. Four. Yeah, and then he wrote. Yeah, and the first think, five like, films he good, made were all time like, classics. Yeah, yeah, like the a, Godfather and Apocalypse I mean, Now. I mean, no, 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 not even Apocalypse Now. So like he went the Godfather, um, the Conversation. He made, he made a movie before the Godfather first. It's called Dementia Thirteen. It was a horror movie. Uh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, congratulations, Nino. Okay, well, whatever. Dementia 13, I don't know. Who cares? I'll watch it later then. So The Godfather, mm-hmm. The Conversation, mm-hmm. Godfather 2, and then he did Deer Hunter? Is it Deer no, Hunter? that wasn't him. No? That wasn't him? No, that was, that was not him. No. Oh. Wait, the guy who's been on the movie trivia show uh, would know. Yeah, probably, yeah. The guy who's uh, done movie also, trivia. Also, people, people also forget the guy... People, because this is also like a good bar trivia thing, because if you ever get asked like, hey, Francis Ford Coppola has won five Academy Awards for what movies? People are always, people always say, well, Godfather, Godfather 2, and then Apocalypse Now, and then they'd be wrong. He won his first Oscar for writing the script to Patton. That's actually, yeah. he, won his, he wrote the screenplay to Patton. He wins the Oscar. The movie wins Best Picture. He becomes like a fucking darling. He signs a seven-picture deal with Warner Brothers for his production company, American Zoetrope, which is this young upstart production company in San Francisco, of all places. It's not even in LA. Yeah, yeah San Francisco. Yeah. He then, so he then takes his so he takes his seven-picture deal. He gives a little upstart filmmaker named George Lucas his first fucking greenlit project. Lucas makes THX 1138. Yep. The movie bombs so miraculously. The movie loses so much money warner brothers tells coppola not only are we voiding the rest of your contract you have to pay us back the budget that we we pissed away on this fucking thing mm-hmm. <laughs> which coppola did bankrupting american zoetrope productions to the point where coppola had to go do a mercenary job just to get liquid again because everyone was broke and all they kept offering him was this weird mob movie that he thought was racist against Italians. And he yes. didn't want to do it. And one day, yes. And, and then one day he's on a phone. He's on the phone. With Mario Puzo. No, he's on the phone with Lucas. Oh. Lucas is in their offices. People are coming. People are coming in record. They're taking back their things. They're, they're, they're clearing out their fucking offices because of the money they owe. Mm-hmm. And he's on the phone with Lucas. He's like, I'm not going to do this movie. Lucas yells at him like, hey, we don't have any fucking money. You have to go direct The Godfather. And that is what put Coppola over the edge. And that's why he did it. That's the real yeah. reason why Coppola agreed to finally do yeah. The Godfather. Crazy. Because he and Lucas, he had to. they were broke. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that TV show portrays it, but that is like such an instrumental part. No, that's how the TV show portrays history. it. It was like, he's desperate. He's going to say yes because he needs the money. Like that's how it is. Like so, when Miles yeah. Teller goes to San Francisco, and Dan, Dan, um, like, uh, I don't know, it's the guy from Fantastic Beasts, the guy who plays the the Nomad, um, literally, he's like, he's okay. in his like office, in like his home, and literally, Miles Teller's like, you're not gonna say no because you need the money. So, yeah, but you're like, he, you're he you're did doing say this. no. He 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 turned them down twice. It, Lucas had to tell them like. Dude, this whole fucking thing ends right yeah. now if we don't get some money. And 
it's just funny. So he does the Godfather because Lucas bankrupted him, right? Mm-hmm. So then the Godfather becomes the fucking Godfather. And then Coppola is like, you know why your THX movie bombed? Because because you 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 have no like you're so cold. Your films are all very cold. There's no warmth to them. So Lucas gets fucking annoyed at that and goes, oh yeah, you want to see some fucking warmth? And in response graffiti. to that criticism, he writes and directs American Graffiti. Yep. I'm on a fucking roll. What are we even talking about? Are we still talking about geek shit? Who gives a shit, man? We're talking movies, baby. Because, like, in the show, Saul, in the show, they kind of portray it as, like, he's desperate, right? And he's kind of annoyed Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to do it. And, you know, and then he, in the show, he is kind of like, you want me to direct it, that's fine, whatever. But if you want me to direct it, I'm also going to write it. Like, in the show, it's like he forces himself as also a writer on the movie. In the show, where it's like, I don't really want to do it. I think it's kind of stupid. I don't want to do it. You know, I'm an artist. I don't want to do the shit. And then Miles Teller's character, Al right. Ruddy, is like saying like, hey, man, you you should do it. I want you. You kind of need, need to do it because you're kind of broke. And he's like, I don't really need to do it. But if, I, if I'm going to do it, I want to write it too. I'm Because he's like, because, he, because you know, um, the guy at Paramount Pictures, the one above Al, Al Ruddy, what's his name? He's famous. Uh, what's his face? Uh, what's his name? Saul, so, you know his name. Um, The, the guy name? who produced Godfather? No, 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 not Ruddy, the but the other guy. Him? Huh? The producer, you mean? Yeah, the producer. The head of Paramount Pictures. Uh, fucking, yeah. Uh, What's his fucking, face? What's Rob, his Evans. Rob, Bob Evans. Yeah, Bob Evans. Bob Evans. Rob, Rob Evans. Rob, yeah, Rob, Robert, Robert Evans. Evans. Yes. Yeah, Robert Evans. So Robert Evans is like, uh, he warns Ruddy about like, he's going to try to become a writer. Just I just want him to direct. Don't make him become a writer. So like, he's kind of like basically trying to say like, you, you direct, you're desperate. You know, you need to direct this. And then, and Coppola's like, no, I don't. I got plans. I got wine. He like promotes his wine in the show. I was like, shit, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Your wine. So then he's like, and then he's like, you know what? If you want me to direct this movie that I don't want to direct, I also want to write it. So like, that's the way they portray it in the show. It's like, he makes Albert Ruddy make him a writer on the show. So he gets writing credit. Because if you get writing credit on a film, you will always get money because you wrote the film. Writers make a lot well, of money in Hollywood. Yeah. Even even if it doesn't even if it doesn't get made. Exactly. Even if it doesn't get made, you still get the money, right? On your resume. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So then in the show, him and Mario Puzo write the movie together in like this, you know, beach like this this amazing house where they're just writing it. And it's kind of like half written by Francis, half written by Mario. And they kind of like create a, a friendship in the show. I don't know if in real life they're friends, but you know. It is what it is. Did, so yeah, did Lucas get mentioned at all. Yeah. Lucas, no, they just focused on the the Godfather. They did not. He that's they did ridiculous. That, I, I don't. I don't. I have to rewatch it. I have to rewatch the episode. I have to rewatch the episode. But I don't remember. That, I don't remember Lucas. Some some someone needs to write a story. Lucas and Coppola have this. I've read three or four biographies on Lucas, and all of them spend a healthy amount of time talking about the relationship with Coppola. Because they have this big brother, little brother relationship, and they've been pushing each other since the 60s. And without each other, there's a good chance there is no Godfather. There's a good chance there is no Star Wars. Like, Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how interwoven these two histories are. And I just don't know how that hasn't been. That should have been a fucking TV series, documenting Lucas and Coppola's relationship. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting idea. Well... Uh, the fact that my light over here just went out a couple minutes ago is a sign that we've we've gone far too long on the show. 
Uh, this has been a lot of fun, though, Saul. It's really great having you on again, man. Uh, it's been been too long since we've had you on one of these kinds of shows. But yeah, we've gone about a half an hour half an hour longer than we normally would here. So Sorry, uh, we'll probably probably start wrapping it up. We have we had other topics we were going to discuss, but it was it was much more fun getting the history of of Francis Ford Coppola here with the, with our, our special guest caller Saul. Um, yep. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, any, anything else, Saul, that you want to want to share? Any, any other words of wisdom? For us today before we as we wrap things up here you just make sure everyone who works for this channel follows me on twitter everyone there you no. go the guy the guy that's still only following one account on on social well, media listen, it's a, listen I, I i can't follow you i can't be following people you guys know how it is but i no, just think it's like hey you follow me it makes more sense there you go. Troublemakers over here. Don't follow me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. I had a fun. I'll talk to you guys later. I, I saw. Thanks, so. Ferris, you got anything else for us today, here today? Nah, man. Let's head out, Dagan. Let's do it. Make sure to subscribe to the new channel. The highlights. It's out there. We'll put the, the comment in the pin. We'll pin the, the comment. Pin we'll pin the comment. comment in the comments on the replay. Yeah. We'll, we'll do all that, and uh, thanks, y'all, for, for tuning in live today. Make sure to give this video a subscribe and uh, and all that good stuff. Thumbs up. Uh, you know how to do it. You know where to find us all. We'll be back next week. Uh, probably probably Justin will be back next week. Um, maybe uh, Ferris here will hijack the show again. Um, but uh, until then, everybody, thanks for joining us on Entertainment Newsbreak, and uh, we will talk to y'all soon. See ya. New shoes, new tracks, like who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year. It's a new me, never gonna look back. Never gonna look back. Cause damn, I was built to last. You move slow and I move fast. And that's bad.